Hi there, welcome back to the Yoga Biz Podcast. We are at episode 141, which kind of blows my mind, but here we are on episode 141, and today we're going to be talking about how to ensure that your yoga teaching delivers the most value. So a lot of us struggle to actually market ourselves because we worry that we're going to promise things that we can't deliver on. So today I'm going to talk about how you can actually ensure that you're delivering a lot of value so that you can go into your marketing feeling confident and clear and putting out that energy that, hey, I have something to offer. It's a service, it's a class, it's a workshop, and it is going to be valuable. Welcome to the Yoga Biz Podcast, the number one podcast for bite-sized business advice for yoga teachers. If you're just getting started building out a marketing and business plan for your yoga business, you're in the right place. Now, before we get started, make sure you head down to the show notes and download my free content planning and strategy training with a free template. And make sure you hit subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. All right, we are going to dive right in to how to ensure that your yoga offer is delivering the most value. So if you're a little nervous when you get into your marketing and sales and you're like, I want to help these people, but I don't want to overpromise. I want to say first and foremost, that that is a good thing. It's good that you have a conscience and that you are not just trying to take people's money and then do whatever you want and teach them whatever you feel like teaching them. The first thing we're going to talk about is setting realistic expectations, knowing that you don't have to teach them every single thing that you know. If you feel like when you start working with a client like one-on-one or they come into the yoga studio, you can't be everything for them. And that's an important practice as a yoga teacher to remember. And it's the same for like any type of business really, right? Like if you're a candle maker and you're selling a candle and someone buys a candle, you're not also sending them like a blanket and a rug and a bunch of other things. Even if you know how to make those things, that's not what they signed up for. So if you're teaching, you know, a vinyasa class, it's important to give information on what that means, set realistic expectations, and of course, always giving them the details on how much you're giving them and what you're giving them. You also want to stay within your expertise. This is a big one that I see in the industry. I see yoga teachers promising things that they really shouldn't be promising. I've seen marketing language like, you know, take this class and melt away anxiety. That is misleading and overpromising. Yoga can do a lot of things. And for some people, it does help with anxiety. But we can't promise to anyone and everyone that by taking this one class, you're melting away anxiety or you're losing 10 pounds. That, that completely takes away and invalidates the human experience because everyone really is different. So ensuring that you're delivering the most value starts by setting realistic expectations and letting people know that when they are stepping into your space, you're offering them tools, tools by teaching them yoga, meditation, all these holistic practices. You're not changing their lives for them. You're offering them tools. So once you set that expectation, you have students coming in with the right frame of mind, which is I'm going to be getting a bunch of different tools and I get to decide how I use them. The second big piece is making sure that you're delivering on what you promised. So you really have to keep track of, okay, did I promise them a one-on-one call per week? I need to make sure I'm delivering on that. Did I promise them a meal plan by a certified nutrition that is helping me out with this program? I need to deliver on that. 
I know this one might seem obvious, but I have seen a lot of students, I have heard from a lot of students that they've signed up for stuff and they literally just haven't been given what they were promised. And a lot of times students won't actually muster up the courage to complain about those things. They'll just gently step out of that space slowly. But that's really, really not a good thing to be doing. It's not a good business strategy and it's unethical to do that. So it kind of goes back to the beginning, setting realistic expectations for what you can deliver on knowing that it doesn't have to be everything. But once you have promised a certain number of things, delivering on that promise. And a huge part of delivering on that promise is making sure that you are prioritizing your own self-care. Because we often over-promise and we say like, okay, you get like six calls a week with me and you get a private session and then a group session and this and that. And we we really overextend ourselves So once you have people enrolling into something and you have promised them a certain amount of your time, it's now time to step into your own self-care routine and make sure that you are recharging and staying rejuvenated so you can actually deliver on that promise. This is a big one I see for yoga studios. A lot of yoga studio owners will run a lot of teacher trainings, a lot of workshops, and they'll schedule them out really far in advance thinking like, oh, I have time. And then a lot of them end up overlapping. That's why I like to say that planning is a form of self-care because we have to make sure that we're planning these things intentionally so that once we get you know, to that month where we have a teacher training and a workshop and a guest event and stuff like that, we are adequately taking care of ourselves so that we can show up to our fullest. There's nothing worse than signing up for a training and getting there and clearly seeing that the facilitator is like burnt out and tired and not really fully there. So part of ensuring that you're delivering the most value is honestly taking care of yourself. The last thing I want to mention here is staying within your expertise. So again, I'm going to go back to the the example of melting away anxiety. And this is like top of mind for me right now because I just saw it online recently. Staying within your area of expertise, if you're not a mental health professional, you cannot be promising people that you can help them with mental health. Again, the tools that we're providing might There might be science-based evidence that show that the tools that you're giving them will help, but we can't be promising that we as non-mental health professionals are helping people with mental health. It's the same with a lot of the intersecting industries. So like nutrition, I'll see a lot of yoga teachers offering like food advice and things like that. Make sure you're staying within your expertise. And this is really holding yourself accountable to make sure that you're maintaining the right certifications and the right trainings so that you're not teaching or offering any kind of advice beyond what you are qualified to be teaching. And this also kind of comes back to ethics as well. A lot of this stuff is top of mind for me right now because we're gearing up to teach a trauma-informed teacher training. And a huge part of becoming trauma-informed is setting those expectations with and for your students on what they can expect and what they cannot expect from working with you. Because it's part of working with people and holding space is having a clear expectation set in the forefront so people can relax and really be present when they are with you. All right, that's what I got for you all today. I know this is a little bit of a different podcast episode, but I think it's an important one to talk about and think about. So how to ensure that you are delivering the most value. One, setting realistic expectations for what you are providing. Delivering on what you promise. So setting yourself up for success 
and delivering on what you actually promised and making sure you're in the right headspace when you do and staying in within your own expertise. And an added note on that one is you can always bring people in who have other types of expertise to help you out. So I know a lot of yoga teachers will link up with like chiropractors and massage therapists and people who have, you know, certifications that they don't have. There's a reason that I collaborate with Allie Houck all the time. She's a licensed professional counselor. She has expertise and training that I do not have and cannot claim to have. So collaborations are also a really, really, really good idea once you're creating an offer. All right, everyone. I hope this was helpful for you. I will see you back here on the Yoga Biz podcast really soon. Make sure you take a screenshot and you post this on your Instagram story and tag me at Meg underscore Sanjamino. And I will talk to you back here soon.